0: Oliver Fade takes it there, contains strong language, intense violence, and is not intended for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hi, and welcome. This is Oliver Fade, and I'm bringing you the podcast that speaks the truth about the streets. What you doing on our turf? What you doing on our turf? Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Oliver Fade Takes It There, and it's the ninth episode this time. And today we have AJ. He is the founder of Southside Dreams Clo- Clothing and South Ave Street Food. How you doing, AJ?
1: Good man, good man. How you? Good to be here, man. I'm very excited. Um.
0: Usually I got like somebody that I know very well. Yeah, you're someone I just met months ago. Yeah, probably. Mhm. Maybe a year.
1: About a year, yeah.
0: Okay, so I don't know too much about you. I'm gonna get to know you today, so Absolutely, as the audience. Yeah. Uh, but it is cool that you're here. Thank um, you, you, thank know, you for I, having me, man. I'm uh fan of your clothing thank you man. I haven't tried the food yet but'
1: I'll soon definitely uh, be back next year
0: all right for sure cool so um why don't we start with where you're from
1: all right yeah I'm from the southeast side of Chicago basically the border of Indiana Chicago uh, I always like to use the good term of like uh, I tell everybody they're always like oh where are you from where are you from so I always use the example of like you know you if you ever drink a beer and like the little bit left of the beer that you don't want to drink that's my <laughs> yeah, neighborhood man. what you pour out no just like oh there's like the little bit there like the little last and yeah like, no yeah. but that yeah that essentially is my neighborhood we're like the last south side neighborhood like in the south side to the point where like people don't even know we exist until like we bring them out there and they're like this isn't south side and then i hate to always use that example of like well come check it out then like
0: yeah, yeah. I I actually didn't know it existed either until yeah. I met my fiance Susie. Shout out to Susie. Yeah, no, me and which her. Which is too. how I know you. Yeah,
1: and uh her too. Like there are a lot of people out of there, like some will come every little bit and be like there'll be these creatives that come and try to like work so hard to be different and like put on the neighborhood and she's definitely one of those people. So I'm really blessed to have get to know her too.
0: Cool, cool. Well, it's a, it's a cool neighborhood. I've been there. Uh, I've heard a lot. Goes on over there. Yeah, it does, I unfortunately. Know. Sochi, I don't know if you know. Who. Yeah, don't you know, say, yeah. No, no, Sochi, she's EXO uh, Chicago. Oh, yeah, she's XO too, yeah. So she's from over there, yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. When I met her, she's like, oh, I'm from the east side. I'm like, I don't know. I, I don't think Chicago has an east side, but. Southeast,
1: yeah, southeast, yeah,
0: like hundreds, yeah, you're in the hundreds, yep, hundred. I'm um, 105th, okay, so you're 105th, represent, yeah. yes, sir. <laughs> All right, AJ, so, um, growing up down there, uh, what type of encounters did you have that had to do with the streets? I mean,
1: there were countless encounters, um, so you know, I come from. It's really weird how our neighborhood is divided in blocks and like how certain blocks are hotter than other blocks. I happen to be on the area where it wasn't so hot. Hotter, like meaning like more violence? As in more violence, yeah. Like, uh, so to break it down to you, the whole east side is broken down into six blocks. So from 100th to 106th is like what you would consider the lower side from 106th to 112th is where like okay you're starting to get some money and then one hundred and twelve to 118th being like your dad's a firefighter or mm. something like that oh, so okay. you're more i guess you would say privileged to not have to deal with that over there i had friends i, that, I had friends over there that were like oh my mom don't want me to go over there like it's yeah, the yeah. bad side of the neighborhood so but interesting it was still full of a lot of culture it was still full of a lot of amazing things to do. I don't know. Like it, it like shaped me to understand the beauty of like what's good and what's bad in life, you know? So I learned to just take it for what it was. And it's very easy to like get into trouble on my side of like where I'm from.
0: So you were in a side that's pretty hot.
1: You would say kind of other parts are hotter, but it's, like a hop and a skip away so it's walking distance to where like you could find some shit like to the point where like walking home from school i've had to see like other gangs from rivals like come check and like whoever's walking me home just hoping that like we can just walk past it and i've seen people like get checked or like other gangs decide to come mess with other gangs while kids are coming out of school
0: yeah yeah Yeah. right usually school is a big place where people meet up and or just walking through the neighborhood, you know, so it or was walk, like... You yeah, know, you have to walk to school, so you have to probably cross somebody's border. Yeah, and
1: then it was like, a, like once or twice where, like, I'm walking home with friends, and, you know, I see a sketchy gang. Of, they were older gang members, and another car pull up, and, like, people run out and chase after them, you know, and just us hoping that, like, we can diverse ourselves into another direction.
0: But they're not chasing you? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you ever uh join a gang or were you asked so
1: you know uh people that know me pretty well uh my family
0: comes from a
1: lot of gang activity Uh, i had two older brother and an older sister that were very much into the gang violence in my neighborhood and to the point where they were able to what essentially create a name for themselves and you said your
0: older brother and older sister and sister yeah so they were gang members they
1: were gang members in, okay. in the in the area they were Latin kings
0: oh okay so in my neighborhood to
1: it's just Latin kings and vice lords that's basically what it was oh okay and uh, the only thing that was really separating the two was just a street so a hundred and sixth from the moment you come, are they rivals yeah oh okay. Sometimes it just, it gets confusing, but all I know in my neighborhood is that, like, kings and vice lords, like, that's it. Yeah. They've just been going at it since the beginning of time, or at least since I've been little. That's all I knew. But
0: But, are they both, because in Chicago, there's, like, you know, the five and the six. Yeah, five and the six, yeah. Folks, people. Yeah. Are, because kings are people. Yeah. Are vice lords people? I've never really. I think I thought they were. That's why I'm asking. No, I'm even sure. me.
1: To me, like since I was little, like I seen the life that my brother and sister had, and it, you know, I feel like a lot of it happens because like when you're in like these lower income areas and you see your brother and sister or uncles and fathers doing it, like you kind of feel this righteousness to like want to be a part of it. I was lucky. Were your
0: uncles or dad? No, it was just they?
1: it was just mainly like my brothers and sisters. It was like our home life wasn't going the best. And I guess so what essentially like a lot of people do is like they'll find peace in other people and situations. Kind of getting that sense of like family and love and kind of still being the sense of naive to where like you can believe that a group like this can be that family. And that's essentially what right, happened, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. So... They went to that, and as I seen it, like as a kid, like I was like, yeah, you know, fuck yeah, like I want to be like that. And then I started finding myself into other things. So that, you wanted to be a king when you grow up? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I wanted to be like my brother because your
0: because bro- your older brother, you and my looked, sister, you yeah, looked both up of them, to you know.
1: And they were crazy, man. Like uh, there were carnivals in our neighborhood that doesn't happen anymore. And like I remember walking to the car and like my sister's friends getting jumped, and my sister's literally like four eleven. And literally seeing her like drop and like foom, like fighting like two girls by herself, like just straight swinging, you know, and my my mom being there. She's tough. Yeah, we were all raised that much that way. So, you know, I did want to be part of that. Just But all I was really searching for in that moment was that sense of like love from them. Mm -hmm. And then once I was able to kind of like branch off and do my own thing, that's when I realized that like, hey, like I didn't need to do this. So I got very much into... Like, I started getting into rock music. I started getting into skateboarding. I started getting you into... You
0: switched up your... your What you thought of. Yeah,
1: because I started seeing, like, man, this seems way more fun. Like, this seems like that. Like, I'd rather get essentially hurt from, like, trying to skateboard off some stairs mm. than I would getting jumped or shot at, like, being a game banger. So <laughs> I found a lot of peace in that. I found, That's a
0: funny way to... Uh separated yeah. though. i'd rather get hurt by you know falling down these stairs than getting jumped yeah and then because i've seen it
1: man i've seen how they were like coming home like our house getting shot up and i'm like man like
0: so were you ever like questioned because of your brother
1: and sister so i know my brother at a point like he had gained the sense of rank like where he was the like this big dog and i guarantee you he wanted me to be a part of that
0: he and, did yeah
1: and once he seen that like i didn't want to he did get very distant like nah like would see if you have a gang like people have your back so i come from an area where like the rocker to ghetto ratio was like rocker being like 20 percent, ghetto being 80 percent. so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like you know how it is like Oh, let's pick on him. Let's pick on him. At the time, like, it's cool how nowadays like this rocker ghetto coexistence is like so much more acceptable. Like, yeah. And I've seen it a lot, so it's changed a lot. But back then, it was very much like, nah, let's pick on him. He's different. He's different. And yeah, yeah, it, it happened a lot. And then my brother was like, see, if you were to join the gang, like, I have your back.
0: Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. That's like, like a whole. That's a. So now he
1: was like, oh, now. Way of life. There. you, you got to figure it out now.
0: Oh, Which I wow. did
1: eventually, but it was still very much like, "Dang, you're my brother. You're supposed to have my back." Like, yeah, he yeah. wanted me to learn the hard way to kind of be like, oh, "Okay, cool." And like now, you're gonna learn a life without that.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. interesting. That's crazy. So, um, you have a clothing line, mm-hmm. so you're into fashion, and you, you grew up with, you know, gangs and people like that around you uh and when we talked over the phone about doing the podcast you mentioned you know like the fashion and in gang yeah gang world um what do you think about all that is that was that inspiring to you so definitely like
1: man like we grew up on like hood movies like man i was watching like ass movies from, like, the 90s. Like what, Blood and Blood Out? Blood and Blood Out. You have, like, Mi Vida Loca. American Me. like uh, South Central, Don't Be a Menace. Like, Boys in the Hood. Like, we were raised on... Menace to Society. Menace to Society is an amazing movie. Like, see, like, that kind of culture. And it goes hand in hand. So how I'm about to explain everything, like... And, like, even, like, Goodfellas. Like, my brother, like, when they were younger, they started to click. It was, like, Reduce is Wild. And, like, that was from good fellas like okay. they wanted to start their own thing and you know i seen my brother and sister diverse into their what you would call their fashion growing
0: yeah, yeah up. And which was what
1: so i seen a lot of like when the dickies phase started coming in i seen a lot of the cortezes coming in i seen mm. a lot of the my sister with the thick eyeliner. is that from the west coast i mean essentially we think of like how it is explained and, like, being a part of it, how it's, like, West Coast culture, lowrider culture. Yeah. And how it was birthed in California. And anyone picking it up is kind of just, like... By who? Mexicans? Just more of long, like, not exactly Mexicans, but it was more of the Chicano culture. It was, okay what they were bringing in.
0: Mexican-American. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. So that's what people ask me. Like, I like to identify more as Chicano because, like, I'm not from the motherland, like... You know, I have a lot of friends that are art and adapting to their culture. My father being, you know, a migrant. Uh, okay. My brother-in-law being a migrant. And a lot of my close friends being a migrant. Some of which still don't have visas. like Yeah, yeah. But still living everyday lives. Still being completely successful, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, I adapted to that. And as it all went down, like, I would just start seeing how they adapted their fashion and everything. And I'm like, at first it was kind of like... What are you guys doing? Like So like the Cholo. Yeah, exactly. The cholo. The, the cholo culture. And then I seen them like that. And, you know, being especially in a neighborhood in Chicago where it's not so popular. At the time, it was very popular. Uh, also, my cousin's husband. He's from 95th and Ewing. And this man still dresses like this. Uh-huh. So when I decided to create the clothing brand, you know, I wanted to... Like nothing against people that do their thing. Like I feel like we live in a modern day society, especially in fashion fashion where people would create ba- brands just to kind of like be hype. And hey, you know, I never knock the hustle if that's what you love to do, like I support love and what people love to do. So when I created a brand, I kind of I kind of wanted it to be more special. I wanted to kind of pay homage to the culture and the streets that raised me, to my family that raised me. And something that I understood, and I wasn't just Googling pictures to try to mock. I wanted to create something pure. And especially to represent a time where, like, yeah, I was naive. And I understood how my brothers and sisters were, but it was also a time I was happy. I was happy to be around my brother, not knowing what they were doing, or my sister. It's kind of a time where I felt I had a family. So I wanted to incorporate that, and as I got older... Having kids of my own and being completely around the Mexican culture from birth and everything. It was kind of just something I wanted to pay homage to. Something I understood that was myself. And I wasn't biting off of anything.
0: So it it, is uh, inspired by Cholo. Yeah,
1: it is very much inspired by uh,
0: Gangster shit. Yeah, gangster shit. Even though you're not repping or trying to be gangster it's more of like the culture of and then even that comes from
1: as i started creating and digging deeper like i was realizing a lot of the older cats that i was around like a lot of them were extremely successful a lot of them were able to dress this certain way look a certain way and weren't able they were able to break that stigma and that to me was like extremely powerful to like be considered that and then once you got to know them they had educations, they had.
0: So they're college. dressing like uh, baggy clothes, yeah. but they're uh, well spoken or they're, Absolutely. they're just uh, and, intelligent people. Yeah. Like someone wearing a suit, that's what you like to wear. And exactly. someone wearing a, a hairnet.
1: Yeah. Had the that's same intelligence like as someone with that.
0: And well, a hairnet, but doesn't have hair. Yeah. Because <laughs> i seen that growing up. And it's to like, me, to me, you're that, bald, but you have a hairnet. Oh, no, I've never
1: seen that. My brother would always have his hair slicked back. And okay, like but still
0: with the hairnet. With net. the
1: hairnet. And then my sister, like I said, with the deep eyeliner and the hand ties on the fingers, you know, we were constantly going hand to. Hand like, ties on the fingers. It was like the when women they put like the black bracelets and they're able to tie them. It's like big Chola culture. And oh, okay. Like I don't think I saw that. Oh, we always raised around that a lot. And uh, what really hit home is in, in Hammond, Indiana. Uh, There was a roller dome, and it was literally out of, like, a scene out of, like, ATL, but it was, like, for Mexicans, man, it was, like, straight freestyle music, like, Chicano cholo music, and it was just one day where, out of the month, I believe, where you're able to go and skate and just meet all these different people, and I would go with my brother and sister, yeah, they were there for different reasons, Mm -hmm. it was kind of, like, in gang culture, like... They okay. were there to, like, have fun, but still gangbang. I was just naive, and I was like, man,
0: what's... <laughs> if they're game banging you're over here hanging
1: out? Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. My mother was like, man, me and my sister talk about this all the time. My mother was one of those, like, telling my sister, like, well, if you want to go anywhere, you got to take your little brother.
0: And oh, yeah. She, and yeah she's no, gonna, that was my mom, too. And she's
1: in a go. Mm-hmm. Little did I know, I'm fucking game banging with them on the block, like...
0: Without knowing.
1: Without right. having any clue. Here, how. just
0: hold his bag. No, <laughs> surprisingly, they,
1: they've never made me help anything, <clears throat> but like, I would just see them throw up gang signs at cars, and I'm like, I don't know what they're doing, fuck it, like, you know? They're saying hi. Yeah, I, I mean, I was like, <laughs> I had to have been like, in, pff, fuck. Like, third, fourth grade. Yeah. I'm just trying to have fun. i like, see a lot of older people, I'm trying to just That's mix it. in with the crowd and be cool. I mean, cool was what essentially would be like. Mm-hmm. And... It was crazy how they were always like, "Man, I can't believe we never got shot at with you on the block." Like, yeah, yeah, that was crazy. Like, we all, me, me and my sister, still talking about it to this day. Where it's like, "Fuck, man!" Like, thank God we we never got shot at when you were out there hanging with us. Damn. Yeah, man.
0: It was nuts. That's wild. Okay, so, uh, bringing it back to this. Street fashion. What is some of the fashion out here that that gangs have? Because I I was thinking about it.
1: With gangs now, I mean, I feel blessed to not be around that circle. So what I would consider myself along the lines is like, I've paid like homage to, not essentially, because it's not gang culture. It's just Chicano street culture. Mm -hmm. How you go about dressing with that sense of knowledge is up to you.
0: Like, oh, okay, uh... If you want to wear a, a black and gold, yeah, but you're not necessarily not anything, into yeah. gangs yep. or kings because that's the king's colors. Yeah. But you like those colors,
1: yeah. And even though, even
0: even now, you like, can't wear them, but you might I, get in trouble.
1: But I feel like it's crazy how how it's adapted. So I see how the what I still label it as the Chicano street culture, you know, being. As, like, many successful as I am now, being able to reach out with all these brands from New York and Cali, like, it is definitely shifting, you know? How? I see it more going back to, like, I mean, I wouldn't even know how to explain it. The only, like, brand and, like, I can pay homage to. And, like, i followed them for a little bit. And, like, they're probably one of the biggest street Chicano brands I think I've ever had the pleasure to come across yeah and they're called ghetto rodeo
0: ghetto rodeo
1: and you know it's a very much like i still look at some of the pictures like man i don't understand fashion what does it look like i mean it's really hard to explain i just like is it like dickies band so now we're coming in like with baggier pants and like baggier yeah it's it's its own thing but I do, even though I may not understand You're it, saying
0: it's coming back to baggy? Because now it's like tights, right? Oh, no. Now a, it's
1: all tight? Oh, no. Now it's like very much baggy baggy. Like, girls yeah, that I'm are wearing, like, again. like, basically, like, I've seen a couple of pictures of them. A girl could wear, could weigh, like, 115 pounds wearing, like, XL pants, like, mm-hmm, you know? Mm. And, like I said, I may not understand it, but I definitely appreciate it. With a it.
0: belt or no belt? With a belt. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it's just, like, it's crazy because now... This specific brand is taking the dynamics of what a Chicano culture brand is like, elevating it to fashion to where like runway and like oh and shit to me on that I'm level. like oh wow because like, this is the streets this is exactly and like you know uh, they had a pop up here in Chicago maybe like two three weeks ago oh okay and this was his first time like in Chicago and like okay having like a line for like two and a half hours like no matter what oh, to buy to buy his clothing because he was damn. apparently coming. All the way down to New York for Fashion Week. Yeah, and he stopped in Chicago
0: and then went to New York. And even oh, okay. in New York, like, like I said, it's, uh, but it's not—it's baggy, but it's not necessarily like. Uh, I can definitely say in the best words, it's its own thing. It's its own thing, okay. And and like, as a clothing
1: brand, to have that type of like, but are game bangers? Oh no, is? not at all. Okay, I mean, I don't want to word it right. I mean, word it wrong and like have it do its thing. It's kind of like. Like I hate putting things in categories because in reality it's just people dressing and expressing themselves, and that's the most beautiful part about what
0: it is. But like, if you take it to the streets, you're just wearing your colors. There's no expressing yourself because there's really in this in this. But if you're wearing the, you know, wrong, uh, so to say, it's like you die because you wore these colors. Absolutely. And I'm pretty sure like or I'm, even in Chicago being absolutely. so uh it's like so sports you you notice how a lot of people like sportswear
1: So wear? I had a friend uh who plays in like a big hardcore band out in LA. They're called Rotting Out. They're like one of my biggest influences in like hardcore metal music. And I had the pleasure of talking with their guitars for like a couple of years and apparently out there it's like baseball caps. That is like how Where they, is this? in LA and like San okay. Diego or San Pedro like in this whole area, they have baseball caps. Yeah, like I went out there, so you'll always see me with a, a sock set. Like everywhere I go, it's like my little staple is like a chef, is everything. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. To be that successful chef and like still wear a sock sack—that's who I am. That's where I'm from,
0: and, and that's have, Chicago.
1: But that's Chicago. So when I went out to L.A., they were like, "Hey, man, you gotta take your hat off," and I'm like,
0: "Oh, then you're getting checked." Why? No, no, no. Like no, my <laughs> no. friends,
1: friends were telling
0: me like friends before. Why? We would, Why take so your hat?
1: So there's a there's an area. In the Cali area, it's called Oxnard. Uh huh. So I, from my understanding, there was a gang called like from South Oxnard, so the S O X, like you know. Oh, South. South Oxnard, like. So
0: that was their. That was, was their hat. So
1: they would bang with the Sox heads.
0: Wow. Or if
1: you were in, like the Pittsburgh Pirates, like with the San Pedro, like you were the Pittsburgh Got Pirates. P. Yeah, yeah. So, that was their way, and I was like, "Holy shit!" And I was well, extreme. doesn't
0: Indiana have like a pitchfork? On one of their teams,
1: I'm not. A, I'm not. Gonna lie, I'm not 100 sure on that.
0: And I think even like um, the two six wear the socks hat.
1: I know a lot of like beige and black. I know that's like a lot. Yeah, of that's Yeah, that's their
0: colors. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I was like, so even us in Chicago, like I was telling him, like we know not to wear certain colors.
0: But isn't it like every color with black in Chicago? There's like a thousand gangs, yeah. so like you can't even wear any color with black unless you know of one.
1: I think the crazy part that
0: like <laughs> literally
1: saved me for like the longest time and like a lot of us talk about this and it's it's funny but it's unfortunate is like man, if you got big ass gauges and like tattoos, odds are they're not going to fuck with you.
0: Oh, that's true. And yeah.
1: that's crazy like and then as going back into fashion and how it's all diversity like you see bangers with big ass gauges now. Like everyone's adapting to that, man. Everyone's wow. adapting to piercings wow. and tattoos, which was kind of like this early two thousands emo hardcore look, which and like I was a part of.
0: Yeah, yeah, you were originally into that, not yeah. because of even
1: now. Shit. Like I remember, man. Like I see a lot of like the hype kids. Yeah, you know, like Pilsen and other neighborhoods that are like painting their nails black, and it's like which is essentially going into this new form of what fashion is and i'm like man we were doing that way when we were like
0: 1415 but not you're not saying game bangers are doing that
1: no but this is more like as how it's adapting yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Back i got to fashion and everything like right that, right yeah, right. Yeah. right but and then how the tight pants too like bangers are doing that like crazy now like the tight pants with they're the they're still
0: falling they're still sagging but they're just tight
1: they but they're, I've seen some from different areas that are like like uh i have a homie who's African-American from a certain hood. And, man, some of their pants are, are tight, like
0: super, super tight. So have you heard – yeah, I, I've seen that. Uh, it's, I find it interesting because that's not how it was yeah. before. But have you heard the idea behind, you know, pants that are falling off, where that comes from? Because that's now fashion. But yeah. where that comes from. The only one I don't know is, like, the pocket – you know like the the jail
1: pocket pocket, or it's like if your pockets out like inside out like you're taken in jail i mean that's the oh okay
0: because i i heard if you're like the pants sagging like that Uh in jail is like that means that you know you're looking to get you know
1: (laughs) yeah absolutely no i
0: i've never heard that one get it from the back yeah
1: (laughs) so whoever it
0: is you know right right so but in the streets it's fashion yeah you're not like necessarily or or like
1: you're hard you have this like machismo mentality like you know right right crazy yeah
0: but it now it is fashion because even the tight the tight pants but still sagging you know now they're trying to get like some uh different color underwear to show and i I never heard that (laughs) i never heard that once yeah
1: but, like, as it adapted, I just seen how it's it's going crazy, like, in, you know, Shadow Get a Rodeo, like, I met the guy once, and, like, to seeing what, like, they're doing with, like, this culture and fashion is like, hey, man, like, yeah. yeah. I said countless times I may not understand it fully, because I'm so stuck on my, like, Dickies, Cortez, bandanas, like, man, I barely see people rocking just straight white tees and black tees, like, I that's me all the time, like, if you know me, if I'm going out and I'm wearing a white tee, 95% of the chance... I have another white tee on me just in case this one gets dirty. just gonna oh, like put another one on Okay, out. okay. You know, and that's how I was raised. Yeah,
0: remember that song, Bang in My White Tee? Yeah. Like, they,
1: that's <laughs> gangster then, shit. And then they did a, a pink tee one and a black tee one. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it, it was just crazy, but seeing it now, like, like, instead I say, like, I don't understand it fully, but, like, man, is my hat tipped off. Like, I just wanna see, like,
0: essentially what this You don't mind, understand what fully? Just
1: how the idea of fashion is going like now like oh i got you. another big thing to me is like
0: it's it, evolving yeah no i mean like
1: like the, the one thing that like me now and like so i i always always raised poor like lower income was so, it
0: because you were poor
1: it was just that my, my parents made enough but they were okay with that like i learned to respect everything something as simple as like you go to someone's house and like you get like they offer you a meal You accept that meal, and then you're grateful for Mm, that meal. Like, mm, they don't have to do none of that. So growing up, every time we went to go for uniforms, like school uniforms, I went to the second-hand store. Okay. And that's not even called a second-hand store no more. If you're going to the segunda, it's like, you're going to the segunda.
0: Yeah, right. La segunda. And
1: and that's what I was like, fuck, man. Like, I don't want to, you know, my mom would be like, well, what can we do? And then my dad would tell me to go find the nicest pair of shoes and... So you can take them home and clean them up. Like that was me raising up. Yeah, yeah. Now we live in a world where that's called thrifting. And like, <laughs> that's crazy.
0: Thrifting. There's another huge. word. There's it's another huge. Word. Like
1: thrifting culture is like, and like I guess. So it's
0: cool to do that.
1: Now it is. At least before, like, I'm pretty sure there are a lot of us in the like Chicano, African American, no matter what race you are. There was a point in time where like we had the struggles of like, hey, we, do, we don't have it now. It could change later, but unfortunately, right now we just need to shop here. Mm-hmm. You know the fifty dollars. Yeah, right. The fifty dollars I can go to a store and get you two things.
0: Yeah, I can get you twenty things. Get the whole family. Or something.
1: Yeah. Yep. And that's just unfortunate times. And no, that's how know, I make grew the up best too. Of yeah. it. I mean,
0: it, I didn't, I didn't see anything wrong with it until I learned that it was, you know, frowned upon. Yeah. In I, school, because yeah, then with I was going and roasting like, on you. Yeah. Now
1: it's like what, like, yeah. like, oh, you caught that, bro? Like, damn, that's mm-hmm, what's up. You only mm-hmm. paid ten dollars for that. Like, man, I went. You know, during the time where I was in grammar school, it was like you had G unit shoes and, you know, like jinko jeans or just different things. And like, oh, you look at, you know, the kids wear wearing to school on purpose or like, wait for picture day or for the dance to like flex out. Yeah, yeah. I never had that opportunity, you know. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Oh,
1: that's like, I, I would still, I would still wear the same school uniform or like whatever paisa shit that my mom and dad can conjure up for me. It's interesting
0: that you're like doing a line, a clothing line, (laughs) even though, like, because you were looking at these fashion things going on, but not necessarily like having the hands-on experience with them. You were more like admiring it. Absolutely. I was,
1: I'll always be like as a kid and I'll never be like ashamed of like, growing up, I was definitely a window shopper. I looked at, like, things that I, my family couldn't afford, and it was always, like, one day, one day, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's why now, like, I feel blessed to be in a position and be a full-time father and, like, be able to get my kids, like, the best I can. I'm not out here, like, spoiling them like crazy, yeah. but, like, you know, we can go to Old Navy, you know? But you know A little what? step
0: up. The, you know, um, with all due respect to the hood, the hood mentality is you know, whatever's in fashion, like even if it's you know, $300 and people are struggling, they'll spend that 300. Oh, yeah, it's just to be like, I got the whatever,
1: yeah,
0: the you know, Jordans, whatever. Like, what do you think about those numbers? What do you think about? I mean, it's crazy selling, uh you know clothes and brands <laughs> yeah. for that much so
1: one thing about a lot of my my items preferably like people always tell me like why don't you go to jackets why don't you go to like joggers essentially things that yeah i i will get up to yeah but like hoodies shorts and like t-shirts right now not only because i'm starting off because like i want to make it affordable i want to make like to wear like this 25 five 30 thirty dollar shirt or this like hoodie is affordable it has a message it's supporting the culture it's for the streets and like I want to be able to like buy something off me you're supporting me my name is getting out there but it's still something affordable where you can represent and like I feel like in that circle like everyone's winning the artist, whoever I, I am collabing with that shirt is like they're getting noticed even though their commission is paid and what i do with that image is completely up to me. But like i feel like in that process everyone's winning. It's a full circle effect like like even it, the even the customer. Yeah. They're enjoying it. Like i have so many people hit me up like, you know, "Oh my god, i love this shirt." Like i wear it here or to all the people that send me pictures like if they're at the gym, if they're outside like rocking the shirt. Like, "I'll always share that." That to me is like it lets me know that what i'm doing is completely worth it. Like i'm coming out here with a hope and a dream like. Yeah, yeah. And when I see this process like it's amazing but a lot of these brands like Jordan like we all have Jordans. I myself
0: am guilty. Of- I actually don't. I never have I I I I'm not against Jordans but as a musician who uses analog equipment mm-hmm. which is very expensive. Yeah. See, <laughs> I'm like mm, I think I'm going to buy this, you know, synthesizer instead of these Jordans. See, that's,
1: and that's beautiful. Because
0: they cost too much. So,
1: to me... They're the spe- cool, but... Oh, like especially the now, ain't, oh, that man, ain't for you me. You don't even want to get me started with like the whole <laughs> aftermarket thing. But I can fully admit, I am guilty. Uh, I love Jordans. Like There are certain types of Jordans, certain colorways of Jordans. So,
0: why do you like Jordans? Because of the branding.
1: I mean, I just like how it's evolved, how it used to go street, and now you have people... It was totally street. And now you have...
0: The hood brought that to the but table. But you have
1: people like like rocker fools that are like rocking this shit now and we're doing it in our own way. And what do you
0: what'd you say we right now? Like what was that? Rocker term? F-
1: like everyone said like rocker fools, or you're a rocker. You rocker
0: know? fools? Yeah. You know, Interesting. So like I haven't that. heard that.
1: When I went to LA a lot of the times I was like, Oh you're a rocker fool. Or like and even like
0: Which means what? Like you're just fool, rocking You're just like uh trying to show off?
1: No, rocker fool is would ideally be like you're like or before you're a rock and roller. You're somebody that okay. listens to like Rock metal, whether you're emo or metal, you know, Uh, a rocker fool like you're just, you know, yeah, you know. And it was like, I was always raised a rocker fool. I was in playing bands, like playing in bands since I was like 13 years old.
0: So what were you trying to wear, Uh, Chuck Taylors? Maybe. So back
1: in the day, we had a lot of Vans. Vans. I I was skating a lot, so you know, whatever. Like
0: good skate shoes were out
1: there. Like
0: the gang, the gang were wearing. Jordan. Chuck Taylor's oh yeah, if you were uh in the in the five point star yeah. neighborhood, yeah, because I got checked in my neighborhood talking about why you're wearing chucks, so, and yeah. it's my own like neighborhood like well, <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking, about. No, know? see yeah, so I never had that, I don't know, I guess
1: because like how I was explaining earlier, like there are certain parts of the neighborhood where you know are hot, yeah, and a lot of us knew how to like the rocker fools were able to just like okay, we're going over here. And we would go to the richer neighborhoods not only because there was a skate park over there. Okay. But because, like, the forest preserve was there. That's when we went to go smoke, bud, and, like, go to the forest. Yeah, that's nice. Like, we stood away from that because, like, we didn't want to deal with that. A lot of us were, like... So in my uh, neighborhood, there's a street called Ewing. Mm -hmm. You could literally take it from the, the beginning of 100th Street all the way down to 118th. Okay. And all the homies that lived on, like... 100th oh i'm leaving my house right now bro be on ewing in like four minutes oh so i would skate to ewing and then meet up with them and then we'd like start grouping up and calling other people so by the time we got to like 118th there was like 12 of us already Mm -hmm. and then we just would skate it was the nicer part of the neighborhood we knew to like we don't want to deal with shit a lot of them come from where brothers and sisters that's a nice escape yeah so a lot of them came from the same uh home situation that I came from yeah, and a lot of us found peace in like skateboarding and going to shows and like yeah we may have picked up like we still laugh about it we may have picked up those hood characteristics which was like being sixteen years old, like going to the liquor store, like hey, you think you could buy us some beer? Like we'll buy your your beer for you. You know, I like, feel like
0: everybody's on that. Yeah, but we 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 were <laughs> everybody doing everybody who can't buy their own liquors. But on we, we were just like
1: I said, those rocker fools, like going to like the nicer neighborhoods okay. and going to those house shows where like certain garages had like five bands playing, and we'd go there like drinking up and yeah, like yeah. hiding up, like you know, with those same hood intentions, and, and but we weren't just violent. You know, a lot of us were just like trying to have a good time, meet girls, and like meet friends, and like go in the mosh pits. Like at that age, you know. So
0: yeah, no, that that's was, cool.
1: That was our cool way of escaping. You know, it was our that's way. That's awesome. Escaping.
0: Yeah. Maybe you know, so wh- whoever's listening, who's you know thinking about game banging, can go skateboarding. Absolutely.
1: Instead. The thing is, is, the streets have so much to offer.
0: Like there it's are there, you just have to yeah. seek it out.
1: And I feel like a lot of times. People in homes like mine, a lot of them don't have that. You know, the fact that I was able to choose a different life, I've already was like able to see the positives. I don't know anyone else's home life. Some people may not be able to. Yeah. That that relative yeah, that you had sure. that, that's gay might be your only person in your family that you have. Yeah. So following them may be your only step. Yeah. Goes back to like I bring this up a lot, uh, like resources. Some neighborhoods don't have that.
0: Yeah.
1: Or or like a shelter or just a space where kids can be unique and be their own and not have to worry about that. Sometimes gang culture is your only life. Yeah. It's like embedded in you. It's like the military. Yeah. It's no different. Like my father was a marine, my brother was a marine, I'm a marine. Like it's literally yeah. the same. Yeah, yeah damn like you're gonna go to military school you're gonna do this like yes dad i, I just want to make you proud I'm that's a like, good you know? way to put it because that's, that's the exact truth i've know? seen that yeah. I, i've seen it too wow and and both of them will come in the middle and both have the same mental issues and suffer from the same mental issues as like you are going to the military as you are joining a gang right the odds of you making it back are about the same and, and then, if you're able to withstand it all. And then me, where you're finally done with your service,
0: you're going to suffer from all this mental illness.
1: Yeah, And it's it's insane.
0: Speaking of mental illness, it's Suicide Awareness Month. Absolutely. We're in September, in case somebody's listening, in July, because I don't know when they're going to listen. Oh, absolutely. But uh, let's talk about that. Absolutely. You know, this is a tough topic, but... It needs to be talked about.
1: Absolutely, and uh, that's one of the main reasons I was so happy to be on, on part of this podcast in this episode. Like, suicide awareness is something that is like very familiar with me, but I'm also like something I love to talk about, and I feel like it needs to be talked familiar. About. How? Why do you say that? So you know, I was always raised with mental health, like, like situations. Uh, you know, when my mother was pregnant like family issues were so hard that like she wanted to take her life to the point where like it was almost hereditary to me and being around and how do you know that she told you this yeah we, me and my mother are, my mother is like my best friend
0: oh okay my, so ma- she's me and my mother it. like if
1: anyone that's seen me then like i bring my mother with me oh okay in the process of like i never know you know both of us never know me and my brother both take the bus to work we both expose ourselves to any situation any time of the day and to be able to bring my mother along this like journey is very very important to me to have her see like man you know what like i never know when my last day is but at least i know my son is out here trying yeah he's doing yeah. the best he could he's an amazing father he's working hard he could be doing other things but no he is literally pursuing his dreams and Trying as hardest because nothing's guaranteed in life. Yeah. You know, with this fashion thing, I create in hopes of being successful enough to leave something for my daughters. That is, like, my goal. Nice. To be able to show them that, like, miha, like, I have two little girls, like, being able to show them that they can do whatever they want in life. As a father, for me, that is the biggest thing I could do for them. Awesome. And just allowing them to be free and, like, hey, if you go to college, if you go do these things, and I'm going to love you no matter what yeah but just letting them know that expanding your brain and being creative like i'm never going to look at you differently for being a creative like yeah you can do whatever you like so to me that's very important so
0: that's uh, really cool that you have a relationship with your mother that way though
1: yeah and uh growing up like seeing a lot of what i did uh, i come from i and you know i've uh, accepted it a lot like i come from a broken home or like Everyone's always fighting. My family still to this day, like some of us don't talk. Some of us are very much like on this side or that side. So I just always had to do that. And just the biggest mistake I've always learned was never dealing with my problems. You know, we come from an area, especially from like my dad and my brother. These men cannot talk about their feelings to save their life. Yeah, My brother was like, I'm going to be in a gang and I want to be as, as violent as I can. Yeah, and That was his way of like at least I believe, like punishing or his way of just like dealing with how... Releasing? Yeah, how bad everything was. And my father comes from Mexico to where like his father was an alcoholic and they had no money. So he comes to the U.S. and builds his life for themselves. And my father's the type of person, as long as there's money in his pocket, he is happy. And who around him chooses to accept that is up to you. And if not, he can really care less. That's just how they yeah, are. Yeah. Both of them. So they were very much active in my life to a point. You know, my brother decides to join this gang and then leave. Like, I'ma go do me. And then my father with this work mentality, like, I have to work as much as I can. And as long as I gave my son life, that's about the most I can do. Yeah. So I was around my sisters a lot. And just kind of, like, adapting the life of a woman was always what I was used to. And as it progressed, I started adapting to more feelings and more looking at life through the both sides of a man and a woman and then understanding a lot of that. And as I seen life goes on, like, everyone started moving out. Life got really bad, and, like, I ended up being alone. So it was just my me, my mom, my dad. Okay. You know, my sisters moved out. Everyone's, like... Fuck this, 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 and that. So, like, well, I'm alone. You know, my sister hated bringing me around. My brother didn't want to do this because he's like, fuck this, man. I'm going to go gangbang. My other sister's like, I hate my family. I'm going to go move out. And then the other one, too. So that's just, like, a lot of fighting and everyone left. So I'm the youngest. You know, I try to find relationships with friends and all this other stuff. So all these years of damage, like, I just bottled it up. I bottled it up to the most I could because I can't be weak. You know, like, we, you know, and that's the one thing about
0: how? Like, what do you mean so, by you can't be weak?
1: And you know, there was a lot of us at a time where, like, I'm glad that the stigma has changed, but there was a point in time where men couldn't talk about their feelings. I mean, I still like that. And,
0: but, to I, a certain extent.
1: But before we had, we had no extent.
0: Right, right. No, it was worse yeah, before.
1: Yeah. My brother would always be like, man, you sound like a bitch, man. Now I'm
0: like, right, right. No, still. Yeah. People then, will still talk shit.
1: And then, mi papa siempre estaba como, like, oh, porque eres un chion. Like, siempre está chillando. No mames. Like, that's how he always was, man. <laughs> you know it's yeah, how it's yeah, how it yeah. always was, yeah, and the only one that was defending me was like my mom yeah it was
0: everyone has feelings, yeah, male, female, no. whatever, but for some reason, it's been harder for males, yeah, I don't know where that comes from,
1: it's just that you you know like I, I hate would I, you would call it like old times where it's like men gotta be the breadwinner,
0: but do you think we evolved to that for a reason like there's no room for, you know, emotions because you got to, I don't know, take care of I don't even know. Yeah. I don't understand it myself. Yes, yeah, so I'm with you. I'm like, yeah. you know, everybody should be able to express themselves exactly. and release whatever's going on and have I, an understanding.
1: So I was lucky enough to have this conversation with a group of my friends. You know, I may not know what it's like for like African-American household or like a Caucasian household, but in like, um in in a latino household like household, like I feel like in olden times like or like our parents or our parents' parents like there wasn't an anxiety depression or maybe there was, but they were stuck in this absolutely like, uh, like, there like, was like, like 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 I can't like I can't like I have to I gotta brush it off and now us in this hold it in, yeah and us in this newer generation, like you know sometimes we want to just stay like I just want to stay home, man like that and then like like I've seen it personally with like, the mother of my kids. I would see the way her mother was like my baby mama battled depression too. Yeah. And the way her mother would be like, on oh, Spanish like, "Oh, you're lazy. Get up and clean." Like, even though she's my baby mama would be going through like this. Yeah. Episode, and I've seen friends were like.
0: But her mother didn't understand. Oh no, or...
1: because they she she fully didn't believe in what anxiety and depression was. Ah. It was just like we'll go
0: work. Or, I mean, it's it's ignorance at the yeah. end of the day. You just don't know any better. Like, even
1: my mom. My mom is, like I said, my biggest supporter. But when it comes to my mental health, my mom is the worst person to talk to about that.
0: So is she having trouble understanding it? Is I way? think the way it, it really was was just kind of like... Is she going to be listening and being like, oh, I do abso- understand?
1: No, absolutely. But no, me and my mom are very, very open. You know. Okay, very, so you'll talk. Oh, Absolutely. And she'll be like, her favorite thing to say is like, well, don't think about it. Oh, well, don't don't (laughs) let it get to you.
0: And it's just like, man. like. I mean, everyone has their own way of dealing with things, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, redirecting your mind to something else could be helpful. Yeah. But addressing a problem could also be helpful. But the only thing that's going to do,
1: and I did it for so long, was just kind of like,
0: you mean like redirecting but, and ignoring it? it? Yeah, because what is it going to do? It's still
1: there and it's going to you're going to implode. Like it yeah, is going yeah, to happen. Right.
0: Something bad and is building. In
1: November, like that was my biggest episode. Like
0: In November of this past year? In
1: November of twenty yeah, twenty two. Okay. So, you know, like
0: almost a year ago.
1: Yeah. And you know, like Everyone always told What happened me. in November? So in November I think it was just life I think life You know I had gotten into A new relationship With somebody in th- Last year September You know I seen What was like The downside of like My old clothing brand I didn't want to be Creative anymore Like I felt like No one understood me I feel like The people that I loved Like I'm the type of person My mom always raised me To be like Life is beautiful And you need to be there For people Okay. You need to be the light. You need to be there to help others. Even if people aren't gonna help you, you need to be different. And I did that for so long, to the point where I ignored m- my mental health. I worried about others. Mm-hmm. And when it was m- when I imploded, I think I had that sense of like, just hope that like, I can fall and they were gonna catch me because I was there to catch them. And when I realized that I felt nobody was there, like, it devastated me. It, it, like, hurt me into a part of my soul where I was, like, all this time I spent helping others. You know, wanting to be the symbol of, like, we're going to make it. Yeah. Not everyone had the same mentality. And yeah. It took a toll on me. I, like, self-destructed my life. I pushed away the girl I was dating at the time. You know, I... I didn't really care about anything. The only thing I wanted to do more than life itself was I wanted to die. Like, it was time. Oh, shit. You know, so I just was like, dude, it it was the closest thing. And anyone that's been there, and and that's the thing that's so beautiful to talk about it. Like, I know countless people that have been there. It almost feels like a possession. It almost feels like the closest thing I can describe it to, like, I wouldn't know what a, a demonic possession is. Because like we only see it in movies. Oh, like you're possessed? To the point where like, so, it's like... Interesting. To the point where there's this black hole like into my soul. And like, it was literally telling me like, yo, it's time to go. Like it's time to go. The pain was just like, if you have a physical pain, like you cut yourself. Like you could put a bandaid on it. If you burn yourself, there's like burn remedies. Like if your your throat is hurting, whatever, if your physical body is hurting... There's got to be a way to, like, stop the pain. Stop the pain by dying. No, but, like, as in, like, no, but I mean, like, like I said, if you burn yourself, you could put ice on it or that, you know, or, like, if you have a headache. So how do
0: you stop the pain? And to me,
1: there wasn't. Like, there was this eternal pain, and it was, like, in the pit of my soul. Like, it was, like, in the pit of my soul, and it was, like, overcoming everything. It was just, like, no matter what uh, I could think of that was going to make me happy, there was, like... It like, wasn't Like, I was like, think of your kids. And the only thing I was like, no, your kids don't deserve to see you suffer. Like, they don't mm. deserve to see their dad moping around here. Like, you know, they're going to remember you. They're going to remember you. And, you know, their family's going to take your family's going to watch over them. And everyone's going to talk about you. And they're always going to love you.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah.
1: And that all the people that you helped like, and this is the one big thing too, with like mental health or even. But
0: really you're going to damage them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, and as I go on to the story, like my kids ended up being like my saving grace. Mm. So, and then one thing I, that always kind of upsets me, but I always definitely bite my tongue on it is like, I've seen people come and go like that street life. You know, we've seen people come and go and when they're alive, You know, people aren't picking up the phone. People aren't, hey man, like, when was the last time you seen someone message somebody just to be like, hey, I just hope you're okay.
0: Yeah. No, that's rare. Like, you were
1: on my mind. Like, I just want, I hope you're doing well. Right. Are you good, bro? Like, can I do anything for you? Those messages to friends, family, are very, very much not passed.
0: Yeah. Like.
1: And that's crazy. Yeah. You know, we talk about mental health or death or Chicago life and, you know, to the point where like, no one even says goodbye in Chicago anymore. It's Be safe. Be safe. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like, no one's saying, like, it's all right, hey, take it easy, bro. Hey, hey, dog, hey, be safe, bro. Be safe. We all say that to each other.
0: All right, be safe, bro. Like, I remember when COVID was happening, and uh, the news or somebody mentioned it that was not necessarily, like, a Chicago thing. And they were like, oh, you know, now people say be safe instead of... You know, nah. die. and it's like you. What you That's been that's the Chicago thing yeah, since I could remember.
1: So it like always hurt me to like. Well, people are here, but the moment someone passes, everyone and their fucking mama is there.
0: Yeah, crying. Right. Right. And, right.
1: and especially with mental health, man. I I've had two friends pass away, to suicide. Oh shit! I literally like, I'm, I'm gonna go on this. So I had literally two friends, pass a suicide. And the one thing I would overhear at these wakes is like, oh, if only I knew, if only like they would have spoken out to me. And I'm like, did you not see this motherfucker's Facebook post? Like this man was calling out for help, like literally calling out for help.
0: Damn.
1: And this is new. Yeah. Like. I mean, it, one of the best things about this brand is I've had people, like, especially during the Stay Positive Food, like, my release this month, people come out and reach out to me, like, oh, man, thank you for telling your story. Like, I'm very open about my story. Like, the one thing I can tell anybody that's listening, that's battling suicide or anything like that, as weird as it sounds, you need to embrace the failure. You need to embrace, like, the pain. Pain is a beautiful thing because we are very much in love with the idea of when good things happen. We embrace that. But a lot of us don't want to embrace the low because it hurts. Because it's an eternal pain that we can't express. The one thing, at least for me, was embracing the eternal pain is a beautiful thing. Allowing yourself... It's like you're shedding your skin. Whatever pain it is that you're going through... It is a lesson. It is something that we need to learn out of this pain. And if we can make it out of this pain, if by the grace of God or whatever it is that you believe in, when this is over, you're going to look back at this and you are going to be extremely happy that you were able to go through this pain. Because of this pain, you are stronger than you were. Some are going to be harder than others. And the fact that if you could just hold on and and not take your life like i know that feeling i physically know that feeling myself and i think my my daughters and everyone all the time that i'm still here the fact that i'm still here is literally a miracle and it's something that i embrace very much and every situation that i see something bad's gonna happen we don't like it this week for me personally has been an awful week it's just been like life is <laughs> life is just getting life sucks. Life has just been kicking my ass this week.
0: Yeah, right. Testing right.
1: me through all. No, of my we go lessons. we yeah. go
0: through that, and that was where it very well put how you just said that because yeah. that's real shit.
1: Hell yeah, because it, it, it is man. It, it does get better, like it really does.
0: I mean, I see you know, I see some some people on social media and it's pretty negative and you know it's so tough and it's like man like it's just gonna get harder but then even sometimes that it's like it's just gonna get harder
1: I, Man, I, I, I've like, even done it where like I'll see old friends post stuff like that and it's as simple as like I'll reach out to them if they choose to address the situation it's up to them
0: yeah but you did your part
1: to at least or I've even had strangers I've had strangers message me tell me like how that's helped them yeah, and I'll never disregard any supporter of my brand or anybody that just wants to message me. I'm not this cool guy, man. I am consider myself like I'm still lame as fuck in my eyes, man. Like
0: I mean, that's your opinion. Yeah, you're entitled yeah, to your absolutely. Opinion. And, and I think you're cool, but you absolutely. Know, but to me, I, I'm
1: just like I said, like some people do whatever it is—a clothing brand, as a restaurant, or like as a DJ, you know, yeah, like yeah. this and that. They do it because you want to express yourself. What happens after that? you kind of out of your control
0: right if right. you
1: become in the eyes of the city and the streets successful that's out of your control you're just being yourself and right you're rate you're allowing the people to radiate off of the energy that you're putting out there
0: so if you were to um uh, you know i mean you gave a pretty good strong message just now uh but do you have any recommendations if somebody, let's say, is you know going absolutely, through a, so, like what they could do? Maybe a book or, or uh, so the one thing to me that helped a me program out there something that's helpful.
1: So one of my close friends, uh, her name is Cassandra. She's like my best friend. I like want her to manage both of my brands one day, like when the resources come. And she's seen how bad I was going, and she brought up the idea of therapy before. God forbid you don't have insurance. The line to get therapy is—I remember my sister was like, "Reach out, reach out to it." You know, I was literally calling like one eight hundred hotlines for like a month because it was free, hmm. and I tried to get into therapy. They're not available.
0: Oh, is like, that what you're saying?
1: Like, oh, we have our, our next availability is like four or five months. I'm like, F- I'll kill myself by <laughs> then, bro. Oh my god! Shit, like I'm I'll... This 40 got... Like, like, I'm trying to kill myself right now, yeah. man. You can't help me right now? No. So, what, so what'd So you do? So my friend reached out, and uh, she's like, well, she was going to a therapist where they're like fresh out of college, and they are not licensed therapists, but they're building their portfolio on mm. being a therapist. She's yeah. like, it's something AJ can like...
0: It's something. Can we just do it? So therapy.
1: Therapy was a beautiful thing. Therapy allowed me to identify a lot of this. And it's great that we're on these topics because like of all these bad things I, I told you like growing up and all that. Yeah. I learned to identify that, hey man, that wasn't your fault.
0: It's out of your control.
1: You were just living. Yeah. And a lot of us look back and like, why was I this? Was I that? Right. Like, it dude, that wasn't your fault. Yeah. You had no say in that. You were just living. Right. And now we're at an age where we can take that and make our lives better. Yeah. It's unfortunate that some of us have gone through horrible, horrible shit. Right. Some different than others. That some that even myself or yourself may never understand. Yeah. But it is still, like, that wasn't your fault. Right. Identifying your traumas, identifying your triggers... And putting in the work. Everyone loves you. Everyone deserves to live. And everyone deserves to be happy. A lot of these people that do evil shit, like, it's a reaction from their their childhood. The trauma. Or it could be even, like, we see where people are shooting up schools and they're rich-ass kids. And people will always say, well, you're rich. Like, what are you upset about? But not justifying the crime they did was right. But do you know that person's life? Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe something as simple as you're poor, but you have a family that loves you. Mm-hmm. And you have people in your corner and support you and show you this acceptance. This kid in this mansion may not have anyone give a fuck about him.
0: Mm-hmm. This
1: girl that's going through whatever it is or whatever it is. People have friends in, in the LGBTQ community that like go through transitions and different things and, and the, the hell stories they go through, man. Like Yeah. At all in regards of just trying to find their happiness and peace, like, I think just showing love to everybody, even if it's some stranger on, on the street, like, it creates this cycle of love and hope. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Where Spread ju- that good energy. And then when you do that, like, the bum. Okay, say you got a big-ass check, and they see this poor person. What they do with that money you give them, that's, hey, that's... Out of your hands. That's on them. You're just trying to bring good in the universe. Yeah. You see an old lady coming behind you, even if it may take her a second to get to the door, just hold it open for her. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. You could be tired from work on the fucking train and the bus, man. You see the lady pregnant or with the kid, just let them sit down, man. Just bring that good energy into the universe. like, You know? Like to me, yeah. you You got to be that. There's so much awful shit going on in the world. Just by you doing that, you have no idea how much that was a, a, a fragment into this circle of goodness just by you doing that little piece man
0: that's what's up
1: and you got to be like that and like even with that because doing that could bring good hope into you you know i was lucky enough to go back to that and find therapy
0: so it feeds your own soul yeah. into, and then into once it. once i
1: seen that like my last suicide attempt man it was it was crazy like I was telling you, it was literally climbing a bridge in my neighborhood. And the only thing I was thinking to myself was like, like you're gonna kill yourself in your neighborhood, and then everybody's gonna be like, damn, if only we knew. Like, and that sounds kind of psychotic. I can admit that it sounds like it does show like some type of toxic behavior. You're going to kill yourself over like recognition. My biggest mistake in life was not being proud of myself for the work that i put mm. all my life i wanted recognition for my family for my friends for my business for everything because as much as it sucked i never got that love at home i was always looked at as the burden i was mm. the little brother that was spoiled because my mom like just all this drama that was going on my mom held on to me because i was a baby my sisters would look down at me like fuck you man you should see the horror shit they would do to me <laughs> When my when my fucking parents would go to the violence, bro, like they were like locking me in closets, bro.
0: They were like doing all this crazy shit. You know, they want to party. They don't got to take care of a little kid. Yeah. Just put them in the closet.
1: Yeah, so it was crazy, man.
0: <laughs> Traumatizing you. Yeah, man.
1: And once I did all that, like you know, it was just all that. I just I just wanted to die, man. I just Damn. wanted to die. I wanted nothing. So
0: you wanted to jump off a bridge? Yeah.
1: So I I climbed the bridge and it was it was time.
0: And, and you. You were up there. You yeah, were so, looking down.
1: Yeah. I grabbed It took me, like I said, I was laughing. Like, man, it took your fucking chunky ass like 45 minutes to get up there, but you're up there. And I'm looking down, man. On the peaceful side, it was probably one of the most beautiful views I got to see of my whole neighborhood. Mm, okay. And at least if I was going to go out, it was going to go with that. I don't know what brought me down. Still to this day, I have no idea what brought me down.
0: Was it a thought about family? Was it? No, nah, I don't know. I just think you got cold. You needed a jacket. Like, no, nah, so it was during.
1: It was last November, man. It, you know, it's cold in November. And and I think it was just like this brief thing that was like, no, nah, you're not ready yet. Okay. I don't know. It was brief. It was something like just, just. It was just. Not, an, it it's was not your time. Just enough to get me down.
0: So and, you seek therapy.
1: Absolutely, but the one thing that like made it. Or what allowed me to change was, like, I came home, and my mom had no idea what the fuck just happened.
0: That's crazy.
1: Some friends knew. What happened that night later, you know, I won't talk about, but it was just, like, as the days progressed, I'm just like, fuck, man, I should have just did it. This is awful. I Oh, it didn't, feel... it didn't
0: get so much better. No. So
1: quick. But, like, I'd be sitting there, like, man, like. With this, like, yeah, I, I think I'm going to do it tonight. Fuck this. Uh, maybe
0: I'll, I'll So think. you kept
1: thinking about I it. I kept thinking about it for days. Damn. Until my daughter. So I live with my daughter's, like, I'm a full-time father. And they would just come to me, look at me, like, I love you, papa. Like, without any. Um, oh, wow. And as the day progressed out, like, them not knowing that their dad was just days away from never coming through that door again. Wow. And as the day progressed, like. I don't know, I just think it was like a sign from everything. I'd come home depressed as fuck. I'd walk to the door, papa. They're like, Papa, Papa. Like just like, like fuck man. Like.
0: It's crazy how that works. Damn man, like shit. Like
1: Papa, I love you. And they'll grab my arm before you go to sleep. Papa. Like, I love you, Papa. Like
0: And Maybe I, they sensed.
1: I don't know, man. But I knew through them, as the days progressed on, I knew I had a chance. And then that's when my friend gave me the idea of therapy. Okay. So I called the therapy. I'm like, yeah, whatever, bro. Let's just let's just get turned down again, like every other fucking four months. Like I'm gonna do this. Oh, your therapy could start Monday, and I'm like, it's Thursday. Like you know, like, like next Monday or the Monday, the next month <laughs> Monday. Which Monday? Monday? <laughs> and they're like no, this Monday.
0: Oh, okay. And I'm
1: like, like this Monday. Oh yeah, it's it's like a forty five a forty five minute session, like. Awesome. Holy shit. Okay. And, you know, it was this gentleman, and he was like, hey, man, you know, I'm not licensed yet. I'm going to be licensed, hopefully one day. So this is where we're at. The first day, he he was like, let's find some connections, man. So tell me about yourself. Cool. And I just like, like a fucking tidal wave, like a fucking tsunami of emotions. I just laid everything on this guy. And he's like, oh.
0: Oh, shit. So, we got
1: a lot of work to do. Oh, wow. he never looked at it like it was, uh, like, fuck, you know what, maybe maybe we should try to give you to someone else. He never once gave me that. You could tell the look in his face, and he was like, you know what, next Monday, I'm going to have some paperwork for you, or some things together, and we're going to start this process.
0: Oh, shit.
1: He never looked at it like a- So, it helped you? Oh, man, it saved my life. Damn. So, when I first started, he's like, you know what, man, we do need a lot of work. How are you? Um, how about we do Mondays and Fridays? And like, I'm like, fuck, I get to therapy twice a week? Hell yeah. Like, Fridays were like, if that was the old age, that's the nights i go out and party
0: and, and just be stupid. <laughs> but you're in therapy.
1: I would come straight home and like, boom, like, you know, I was managing wow. a, I was managing a food truck at the time, like, living the, my, my food truck dreams and like, they'd be, oh, let's go out. I'm, I'm going to therapy, man. Like, i was looking forward to therapy and then i was taught lessons and i was taught things to adapt and finding connections me and him had this like weird dragon ball z like like using me as like a goku reference oh, yeah. he would try to use his like different things and you know because anime is like a big thing to me so he was like i, I don't know what any of the animes you're talking about bro but like i do know dragon ball all right so cool so we got something oh, that's nice. gonna like <laughs> use as a reference and we're just using these like dragon ball references and he loved dragon ball as much as i did so i'll remember this episode when goku was you know trying to do this this and this like yeah and man it was like that and then i found process and then i found Southside dreams i found the urge to create again cool i found that like you can do this essentially what happened was like like the spark lit again yeah and i was like you know I can, I can fucking
0: do this, you, man. You felt the will. Yeah, I can to do want this to and do shit.
1: And nothing against my old neighborhood, man, because I still live there and it's still my home. It's well, that's what you represent. That's who I always will be. But my old clothing brand was like South Dev clothing, and it was like I'm gonna save the neighborhood. I'm going to be this light, and I want to take my neighborhood and I want to show the whole Chicago scene that like we're valid. That we're important, that the fact that we're so far don't count us out. Yeah. And yes, that's still my journey, but like I think for once in my life it was okay to be selfish to be like, you know what, guys? Like this journey's for me. I'm gonna do me. I'm I'm gonna do for, for once I'm gonna do it for myself.
0: Yeah, that's what's up.
1: And it was And you've been doing good. And it was the best decision of my life. All that's because awesome. of, all because I held on. Yeah. You know, I was able to push through a lot and I'm still going through a lot. To this day, I mean,
0: it's a work in progress, yeah, and absolutely, and that's what yeah. life is. Essentially,
1: but it's it's put me across people that I'm glad to meet, like yourself, and all these other things. Where I'm starting to meet all these creatives, and then we're having sit downs, and they're like, "You've been there too, like, <laughs> holy shit, like, welcome, bro,
0: like." No, I'm glad you're you're sharing all this yeah. information because it's it's real shit. People and, deal and with it, and there's a lot
1: of us. That I think that you know we go to these like you being a DJ we go to these clubs and like okay like Oliver fades on it like, I remember seeing you at Pilsen Fest and like everybody was like oh shit Oliver fade and your set like was just killed it man it was like <laughs> thanks, you knew man. how to like mix house with like which would you call like the West Coast hip hop scene and I was like this is man, this is awesome man like nice thanks and then all these DJs that like I know personally were just like destroying that little fucking van stage raw man. raw. And some of which, like you would have never thought, that they share simulators with me. Like, yeah, same with clothing lines. Same with like painters and artists and all these big Chicago creatives that we're like in this amazing city. They all have these horror stories to where like what they do yeah, save their real life. Real talk,
0: man. real talk. And that's everybody's got some hard shit going yeah, on.
1: And I think that's what makes us like so beautiful as a city like especially the south side like everyone always asks me they're like yo ha like what is south side dreams like what is that what does that mean and i I always break it down to them really quick man and i won't take no one's time too much it's like so in my city like chicago's crazy but it's always the south side that gets the worst rep i don't know why (laughs) we get like the worst murder
0: the murders maybe
1: but it's just we get the worst rep
0: yeah, it's pretty bad. But
1: the thing about Chicago and the South Side is like, when one of us makes it, we all make it.
0: Every, someone, everybody loves being like, yeah, pr-
1: yeah they get proud. Because then once you do that, you're like, wait, if they can do it, then, then I can do it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Literally. I went
1: to school with that guy or I seen yeah. him at a house party one time or he's from the same neighborhood or she's from the same neighborhood or they are from the same neighborhood. Like, Yeah. Why can't I do it? And then that creates this circle of like,
0: inspiration that's, that's the Southside
1: dream is yeah. to make it like nice. you know so that's why when I use that it's like to the single mother that's like working hard to fucking get out and give a better house for their kids hoping for that or the kid that's in the ghetto like man I don't want to bang I want to go to college I want to do this or yeah. to the, the independent father hoping to be a store owner or like anyone coming from whatever part of the world coming to south side of Chicago like I'm here I can make it that is the Southside dream like yeah, that is what Holds the most importance to me, and to me, that is why my brand is so important because I may be the owner of my brand, but I am that person with living and wanting to have that Southside dream. That's like, I'm gonna get out of here one day, man. And hell yeah, I'm gonna take my kids, and we're gonna look back at everything, and everyone's gonna be able to look. And like, I'm never gonna see, see you know, if God gives me the light, like to be successful enough, everyone has their idea of success. Mines would be. To be able to support my children, off of the creatives I do, and be able to be around them, that is my idea of success. Or I'm successful with my
0: brand. I mean, that is success.
1: Yeah, you know, I don't need like where some brands like, hey man, do you, bro? Like, I don't need to like have rappers wear my shit. That'd be cool as fuck. Or having sports figures or like famous people wear my shit. Like, if it happens, so be it, and I will appreciate. And, uh, it.
0: and you know what? if you keep doing your thing it's gonna happen and
1: and when it does you know i'll be able to appreciate it but to me this if anyone wants to know what's what is my idea of success is being able to not work first of all not work for somebody work for myself pay my bills off of my creatives and be able to see my daughters grow up spend the last remaining years rather it be two years five years or 20 years my mother
0: that's what's up, and that man.
1: to me is that's, that's all I can do, man.
0: That's and what's that's up. I create this brand, yeah. Well, thanks for for you know sharing all. Always, this. Always, man. I mean, Thank you for having me, man. You know, ha- have a have a good luck. I know that's a weird way to put it, but yeah, I mean, it's all about being you... consistent
1: and all that, you know. And patience is a virtue, man. Patience is that. It's
0: keep doing your thing and yeah, you know, uh, spread the love, like you said, everybody gotcha. out there listening, you know, spread a little bit of love and. Uh feel free to look up AJ on social media. What's your tags? So my both of my IGs is uh,
1: Southside Dreams, Southside underscore dreams, and the other one is South F underscore Street Food.
0: There you have it. All right, AJ. Thanks for no, being man, on the show. Thank you so much for having me, man. I man appreciate sure. you, man. Thanks for having me. And everything. thank you
1: to everyone. Suicide Awareness Month. Let me give a shout out to that. It's okay to not be okay, please speak about it. If you're not feeling okay, no matter what you identify as, no matter what point of life you come from, we all feel the same, we all hurt the same. Please just speak out. Your life is worth it. And a lot of us would rather have you be here than seeing you in any other worse situation. Your life is completely valuable. Please reach out to people, find the help. Uh, You can always message me on my socials on questions on how I got the therapy. And if I can physically help you in any way find that therapy, I'm more than welcome to reach out. But just please understand that life is valuable. You're here for a reason, and please just make the best of it and stay positive, fool.
0: Thank you, AJ. No worries, man. Thank you. <laughs> what
1: you doing on turf? What you doing on turf?